You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius Podcast. How many of you like fresh starts? Do-overs. You know, I, uh, I'm, not much of a <clears throat> I'm not much of a golfer. Matter of fact, if you were to golf with me, you would call me a hacker, not a golfer. Um, but there's a word that I love when I'm playing golf, and the word is mulligan. How many of you are familiar with that word? If you're a golfer, you know about the word mulligan. So if you're not a golfer, let me tell you what the word means. Mulligan means a do-over without penalty. So if I curve a ball into the woods or if I slice a ball into a house and it lands in someone's yard, and I do that quite often, hey, that's the way you get to meet new people, right? (laughs) Invite them to church. Well, if that happens, you just drop a ball you say mulligan, and you get another hit without penalty. Mulligans, the do-overs. Listen, we all love do-overs, don't we? And one of the things I love about a new year is the whole concept of a fresh start. It's, a, it's an opportunity for us really to like wipe the slate clean. How many of you know last year we had uh, uh, some base hits, some home runs, right? How many of you know last year we had some strikeouts too, Right? Yeah, there were some great things that happened last year, but there were some challenges that came with, with 2021, and I'm certain there will be challenges that come with 2022. But the concept that I want to talk with you about this morning is the whole concept of the fresh start that we can have. And what, I, what I know today is our God is a God of endless possibilities, right? He has greater things for us. Listen, I live every day with that uh, confidence, that expectation, and I, I believe that for you, that God is great and he wants to bring greater things in your life. But one of the things I've come to discover in my own life, and as I work with a lot of people, a lot of folks find their way to my office, one of the things I've come to discover is that there's things in our past that can limit us from the future that God has for us. If we're not careful, there's things in our past that become obstacles to keep us from the future that God has, but there's things that happened last year. If we don't properly deal with the things that happened last year, I many even know they can become a limit in our lives as, as we come to 2022. So what do we all need? We all need a fresh start because there's this God of possibilities. There's all these things that God wants to do in our lives. But again, if we're not careful, we can get stuck in the past. Maybe it's the pain of the past. Maybe it's the failures of the past. Maybe it's the places of offense or the bad habits of the past. It's, it's, these, are places, these are places that we have a tendency to get stuck. But what's interesting, it's not just the bad things of the past. What I've also discovered in my own, in my own life is, is the success of yesterday can keep us from the potential of today. So it's not just the bad things that we can get stuck in. We can even get stuck in the good things. And in that miss out on what God would have for us. So we all love this concept of of fresh starts. Because of God's mercy and his grace to us, what? We have the blessing and the privilege of a fresh start. So as we come to this new year, it's really a great time for us to evaluate and to adjust. It's a great time for us to determine what we're going to do different to achieve a different outcome in this coming year. So with this new year, I, I would encourage you to take a little time Uh, Maybe even today, I mean, this is only the second, we're only two days into the new year. I would encourage you to take a little time, maybe even sit down with your spouse if you're married. Take some time to do three things, to celebrate, to evaluate, and to calibrate. Those three words rhyme, right, so we can remember them. That's why I put them as such. We want to celebrate, 
We want to evaluate and we want to, we want to calibrate. And we, let, let me talk about those just for a moment before we get to our text this morning. And if you're wondering, I didn't forget communion. We're going to do that at the end. So just hold on to the communion elements that you have there. But let me talk about these three words just for a moment. And then we're going, to, we're going to look at these as we get to our text in Philippians chapter 3. But let's begin with celebrate. How many of you know... Uh, man, there were some great things that happened. Obviously, challenging things in 2021, but there's there's a lot we have to celebrate as we look back to this past year. So we want to we want to take some time to celebrate, to give thanks to the Lord for His goodness, His provision, where He met us at points and places of need. To celebrate, I mean, you know, it's good to give thanks to the Lord. So so let's take just a second this morning. What would you celebrate in in 2021? And we're looking back into the year. What would you celebrate in 2021? Okay. His grace. Family births. Okay. Granddaughter getting into the academy. Yeah. Yes. I say, I can't hear you, but I say yes to that. Man, it is good to celebrate. So I would encourage you, as you're coming into this new year, don't just, don't just flip the calendar and jump into 2022. Take some time to reflect and to celebrate. Man, gratitude, hear me, friends, gratitude so opens your lives to the possibilities of what God has for you. Gratitude is good for you. So not only is it God-honoring, but it's good for you. So, so take some time to celebrate. Not only do we want to celebrate, it's good to celebrate, but we don't want to stop there. We want to take some time to evaluate our lives and the progress that we've made or maybe progress that we've not made. So evaluation is simply the process where you honestly assess your life. This is where you look internally and ask yourself some difficult questions about the areas of your life that really matter. Questions like, how am I doing spiritually? Like, how's my relationship with God? Or how am I doing relationally? How am I connecting in marriage relationship, in family relationship? Or, or how am I doing physically? Like, am I taking care of my body? How am I doing financially? How am I, how am I uh, moving forward in, in our financial plan? See, continued action without evaluation may keep you busy, but it may not get you the progress you want. So we want to take some time to evaluate. So we want to celebrate. We want to evaluate where you're at and what progress you've made or not made. And then after the evaluation, we need to calibrate. Need to calibrate and make the necessary adjustments to position our lives for the greater future. Because this is what I know. There's, there's the constant need for calibration, adjustment in our lives. I think probably most of you know I'm an avid outdoorsman. One of my favorite hobbies is hunting. And every fall when hunting season rolls around, I get my bow out and I begin practicing and shooting at the target. And my goal is to hit the bullseye. Like, I want to hit the center of the target. And so I'm shooting at different distances, again, to hit the bullseye. But if I'm consistently hitting to the right of the bullseye, um, which I have to do most often, nearly every fall season, I have to calibrate my bow, I have to calibrate my sight, I have to adjust my sights. If I'm shooting to the right, I adjust my sights to the left. When my goal is to hit the bullseye, what do I need to do? I need to calibrate. I think oftentimes in our lives, 
um, we're missing the mark, we're missing the goal, we're missing the progress that we want because we didn't take time to calibrate. So what adjustments might you need to make in your life in this coming year? Because we're talking about a fresh start. What adjustments might, might you need to make to get you on target so that you can experience all that God has for you? Because as we come to this new year, it, it's really it's a great time to celebrate, evaluate, and calibrate in our lives um, as we're embracing this fresh start. And it's this that the Apostle Paul does. And we're going to see this in the text, evaluation or celebration, evaluation, and, and calibration as Paul's writing of his own life. So if you have your Bibles, look with me to Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. So again, think about Paul here. Paul at this point dynamic man of God. Um, I mean, many of the books of the New Testament we have written by Paul. He's a missionary. He's a church planter. He's been mildly used of God. In other words, he's not spiritually immature in his life. He is a man who has had some God experiences. I mean, he's seen God do great things in his life and through his life. So with that in mind, listen to what Paul says about his own life. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, he says, not that I've already obtained all of this, or already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold for that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but notice one thing I do. I'm forgetting what's behind, and I'm straining toward what's ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So as the Apostle Paul here is evaluating his own life, he realizes that God has done great things. Okay, there's a lot to celebrate, but there's more that God has for him. So rather than being content with where he is and and what he's achieved, he defines a process as to how he's going to move forward to a greater future. He lays that process out here here for us. So this very process that that Paul defines for his own life to position him for the more that God has for him is the process that each of us need to embrace consistently in our lives. So as we unpack this passage of Scripture here, we discover three action steps that we want to embrace as we come to this new year. Here's the first action step. We want to know... We want to know or be confident that there's more that God wants to do in your life. So praise God for what he has done. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Praise God for his faithfulness. We sang about that this morning. Praise God for what he has done. But hear me, friends, there's more that God wants to do in your life. Notice, if you, if you look to verse 12, Paul says, I've not obtained all that God has for me yet. In other words, I've not achieved that. I'm pressing on or I'm working hard to embrace the more that God has, the more that he wants to do in your life. And I think the same would be true for every person hearing this message today, whether you're physically present or whether you're, you're watching online this morning. Our God is the God of endless possibility. Our God is the God who always has greater things, greater plans, greater future for our lives. There's always more. I remember the first time... I saw the ocean. Remember, I grew up in Arkansas. Um, we had one vacation a year, and it was going to church camp, which was in Texas, so we were never even close to the ocean. I remember after I came here on staff, made a trip. For the first time, I laid my eyes on the ocean. And as I stood on the beach and as I looked out at the ocean, I mean, all you could see is water all the way to the horizon. And I thought, wow, that's a lot of water. 
But you know, if you were to get in a boat and go out to the horizon, you know what you would see? Is more water like there's more. And if you were to go again to the horizon, what would you see? You would see the immensity, the immensity of the water in the ocean. Even as there's more, as you're standing on the beach and you're looking out the ocean and there's more, so it is in your relationship with God. The immensity of the goodness of God, the greatness of His plan. Listen, there's more. Paul would say, I've not obtained yet. I've not arrived yet. And I would say that's true for every one of us in the room. So the first thing you need to be confident of this morning is God has more. And if you have that confidence, and this is what happens, you live in expectancy. Here's the danger Here's the danger. oftentimes for Christ followers. If you've been saved like for more than five years... How many of you have been walking for Jesus more than five years? Raise your hand. If you have, let me tell you, here's the danger that could possibly happen in your life. Your expector has expired. Now, you're no longer living in expectation of the goodness of God. Listen, you need to know this. God has greater plans for your life. Greater plans than what you have already experienced. No matter where you're at, what season of your life, this is what I'm confident of. God has more. He has greater plans than what you have presently experienced. In Ephesians 2.10, the scripture says, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So God working, working ahead of us has already prepared what greater plans for us. And then uh, uh, Jeremiah 29, I believe it's verse 11, God says this, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But God has greater plans for you than what you've experienced. So that should stir some excitement in you as you come to this new year, what God has greater plans for you, for you to walk into. Not only does God have greater plans for you, but God's placed greater potential within you greater potential. Maybe you've heard me talk about this before, but for me, this is so fascinating. In Genesis 1, in the creation account, in the creation story, it's interesting as you begin to read through the the creation and and how God ordered creation. The scripture says that when when, when God um, when God wanted stars and constellations, As he was creating all that we enjoy today, the scripture says, you can check this out, that he spoke to the skies and he created the stars. When God wanted um, life on the planet like trees and grass and animals and um, every living creature, the livestock, the scripture says that he spoke to the earth and from the earth he called forth livestock, he called forth animals, he called forth all these living creatures. Interesting, again, check it out. When God wanted fish, all the living things in the sea, the scripture says he spoke to the sea, he spoke to the water, and he called forth fish. All the animals or all the whatever they would be in the sea. But he, he spoke to the water. But if you get to Genesis 1.28, when God created man, when God created Adam, when God created us, he didn't speak to the sky, he didn't speak to the ground, he didn't speak to the water, he spoke to himself. And in the presence of the Trinity, this is the first reference we have to a triune God, he says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. What does that mean? It means this, that you and I were created in the image and likeness of God. Now, one of the words that we use to try to give definition or description to God is the word omnipotent. 
We, the word omnipotent means all potential. God is, is all potential. And get this, you and I were created in his likeness and his image. So what does that mean? It means this, that God has placed potential in your life. I, we could even call it latent potential. In other words, it's oftentimes potential that's hidden, meaning it's potential that you've not experienced yet. But as we come to this new year, as we're thinking about a fresh start, we want to come with expectancy. Why? God has greater plans and he's placed greater potential within you. What does that mean? It means you're set up for a greater year. Turn to your neighbor this morning, encourage your neighbor, say to them, God has more for you. Go ahead and tell them. They didn't hear it. Tell them again. God has more for you. Greater plans, greater potential. So first, as we come to this new year, Paul says, I've not obtained yet. I've not achieved it all yet. And I would say the same is true for you. You've not experienced, you've not achieved all that God has for you. So as we come to this new year, this fresh start, well, we come with an expectation. The goodness of God. Now here's the second action step that's critical if you're going to... Um, Embrace a fresh start as we come to this new year. You must move beyond your past. Know that God has greater plans for you. The second action step is to move beyond your past. Listen, you simply cannot embrace a fresh start of the future that God has for you if you're stuck in the past. It's really simple. Because in the past, whatever it is becomes like an anchor that holds you back, that restricts, that limits in your life. So look back to verse 13. Notice what Paul says. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, I'm forgetting what's behind, and I'm straining toward what's ahead. I'm letting go. I'm moving beyond my path. So, so Paul's forgetting what's behind in the past while he's looking to the future of what God has for him, and we must do the same. Again, you can't embrace the future if you're living in the past. So as we come to this new year, there's at least three moves that you need to make. Three moves you need to make. The first is this. You need to move beyond your failures knowing that you're fully forgiven. Move beyond your failures. How many of you know we all fail? How many of you would say, thinking back to this past year, that you failed at least once? That should be a unanimous. Listen, we have blunders. We struggle. Or maybe we could even say it like this. We sin. We miss the mark. That is a reality. I mean, we're human, and because we're human, we, we fail. But what we, what we don't want to do is we don't, want to get str- we don't want to get stuck in the failures of our past. The good news for us is this, is that God's grace is greater than our failure. Can I get an amen on that? His grace is greater than your failure. So what do we want to do? We want to repent, and as we repent, we're forgiven. As we repent, the slate's wiped clean. Ephesians 1.7 says, in him, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins, the forgiveness of our failures. Verse John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Again, to wipe the slate clean. So in our failure, what do we need to do? We need to repent and receive God's grace, to receive his forgiveness, and we need to move forward. So don't get stuck in your past failure. Again, God's grace is greater, greater than your failure. But it's not just our failure that can keep us stuck. It can also be our success. 
In our success, we can become complacent. In our success, we can begin to, we can begin to coast, so to speak. In other words, we're not intentionally moving forward. So you need to move beyond your success knowing that God has more for you. you know, the, best way, the best way to respond to the success of yesterday is to celebrate it, enjoy it, and then move on. So don't camp out there. And that becomes a danger. In the, in the places and areas of our success, we can, become, we can become lackadaisical. We can become complacent. What happens is you get stuck in what God did yesterday, and you're not believing for greater today. You get stuck in celebrating what God did in the past, and that's good. But again, we don't want to camp out there. So you need to move beyond your success knowing that God has more. Here's the third move you need to make, possibly, is you need to move beyond your wrong thinking. Wrong thinking can keep us stuck. Now move beyond your thinking that limits your life. You know, the scripture says, as a man or woman thinks, so are they. So your thinking shapes your living, right? Your thinking shapes your expectation. Your thinking shapes your faith, if I could say it like that. So if we have wrong thinking, that wrong thinking becomes a lid or a limiting factor in our lives. So what we need to, we need to move beyond wrong thinking um, so that we can, again, embrace this new year. We can embrace the more that God has for us in the new year. Um, so maybe, maybe you're, you're thinking like, hey, I'm a failure. And maybe you failed, but you're not a failure Failure is an event, it's not a person. But, but if your thinking is, I'm a failure, what, then that wrong thinking becomes a, a lid on your life. Or maybe you've been thinking that you're not good enough, you don't have the ability to excel, you don't have the ability to do maybe whatever it is that's, that's before you. And I would say, man, that's not true. Listen, God's given you ability and God's given you talent. As you allow the Holy Spirit to empower that ability and talent, then there, listen, there's no limit to what God can do in and through your life. As you stay humble and you stay hungry, there's no limit to what God can do and will do through your life. Or maybe you've been thinking that God's forgotten you. And I would say he's not forgotten you. He's active and working in your life for your good. But again, if you have wrong thinking, that thinking can become a lid. So we want to move past the wrong thinking. We want to replace the lies with the truth, right? Replace the lies with the truth. We want to move beyond wrong thinking. So I, I want to pause the message here for a moment, and I want to engage you in an exercise that I, I, I believe, as I've been praying over this, I believe will be would be freeing for you. If you notice there in your sermon notes, if you don't have your sermon notes out, you can pull those out. On the sermon notes is a sticky note. And you've been wondering, what in the world is that sticky note there for? Did someone put that there by accident? No, we put it there on purpose for a purpose. And this is what we're going to do. And in the next couple of minutes, I want you to take that sticky note out. And um, and I'm going to ask you to write something. Don't write yet, because I want to pray that the Holy Spirit brings revelation in this moment. I want you to think about, what is it that I need to move beyond? What is it in my life that I need to move beyond? Maybe it's a past failure. I'm moving beyond that in this year. Maybe it's a past success. 
Maybe it's an area where, where something great happened and you've been camping out there and you realize I can't stay there any longer. I can't stay in the past if I'm going to embrace the future. Or maybe it's an area of wrong thinking. Something has settled into your mind and you know it's a lie, it's not the truth. It's, it's the lie of the enemy, it's not the promise of God's word. Maybe it's an area of wrong thinking. And what we're going to do in just a moment is we're going to write on that little sticky note, maybe one, two, three areas, things that you know you need to move beyond as we come into this new year. If you're going to embrace a fresh start, then you have to move beyond whatever it is that the Holy Spirit reveals to you. And then Pastor Justin and Jordan, they wrote a song for us this morning just for this moment called Letting Go. What are you letting go of? As you write that down, as they're singing this song, I want you to listen to the words of the song, but I also want to invite you to get up from your seat and bring the sticky note and put it on the cross. On the balcony, there's two crosses. Here on the main floor, there's two crosses. If you're watching online, obviously you can't make it to a cross, but you can write down um, what it is you're letting go of, what it is you're, you're moving beyond. And again, you can't embrace the future. You can't embrace the fresh start and at the same time live in the past. So as Paul says, I'm, I'm forgetting, I'm letting go of, I'm pressing on. So again, what is it that you need to move beyond? Let me pray with you and for you. Lord, what I know is you have greater plans and greater future. Lord, I just believe that not only for my own life, but for every individual that's watching online, for every individual here present. Lord, what we don't want to do is we don't want to get stuck in the past and miss, Lord, what you have for us in this coming year. So, Lord, this morning, we just ask by your Spirit, would you reveal to us what it is that might be limiting factors? What it is that we might need to move beyond. Maybe it's a past failure. Maybe it's a past offense. Maybe it's a past hurt. Maybe it's a past success. Or maybe even it's an area of wrong thinking. Holy Spirit, even right now, for every individual in this room, I ask that you would just bring to their memory, that you would bring revelation to them as to what they need to move beyond in this coming year to embrace the fullness of what you have for them. Amen. So now if you would, just again, could be one, two, three things. Please don't put your name on it. This is between you and God, not for anyone else. Identify what you're moving beyond. And as you listen to the words of this song, whenever you're ready, you can bring your sticky note and just stick it here on the cross.
encourage you this morning as you leave here to leave it at the cross you know, don't, don't carry it with you right we're, we're moving beyond the past that means we're leaving it here so that we can embrace and so we can have a fresh start to embrace the future that God has for us really quick I'm out of time but let me leave you this third let me give you this third action step Final step we need to take as we come to this new year of possibilities is this. Set a plan and work your plan to bring growth for your life. Set a plan and work the plan. Notice notice verse 15. Paul wrote, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Notice he says, I'm pressing on. In other words, I'm exerting effort. I'm being intentional. I'm not just sitting back and waiting for something to happen. I'm not just coasting in my life. I'm pressing. I'm I'm intentionally moving forward. I think what that means for us is what we need to set a plan and work a plan. See, what I'm confident of is that God always has more for us to experience, more for us to give our lives to, and greater opportunities. But we have to prepare ourselves for the more. We need to position ourselves for the greater things that God has for our lives. That's why we need to set a plan and work the plan for growth. Listen, who you become tomorrow is determined by what you do today. Really simple. Who you become tomorrow, if you don't know what you're going to be tomorrow, where you're going to be at tomorrow, then just look at what you're doing today. It defines the path of action. So if you continue to do the same things over and over again, what do you get? You get the same results, right? If you want different results, if you want different outcome, then what? You have to have a different plan of action. So set a plan of action that prepares you for the more that God wants to do. If you were to ask me this morning, Pharaoh, what is the one thing that has made the biggest difference in your life, in your relationship with Christ, and in your leadership, I would tell you, hands down, it's having a spiritual growth plan. For 30 plus years, one of the things I do at the beginning of every year is I sit down and I develop a growth plan. Because this is what I know. If you're going to grow, it requires intentionality. If you're going to grow, you've got to press into. And if you're sitting back waiting for it to happen, listen, that's like sitting back and waiting for getting into shape to happen. Like somebody needs to tell Pastor David, he's not going to lose weight this year until something happens, right? 
Give him a little revelation, a little kick in the seat of the pants. Well, you've got to move. You've got to take action. It's the same in our lives spiritually. The thing that's helped me most grow in my life and in my leadership and in my relationship with Christ is having a growth plan. What I do at the beginning of every year is I develop a growth plan and then I simply work the plan. I'm going to talk more about this on Wednesday night. If, if you want to know, like, how do I develop a growth plan, I'll give you a, a template. I'll talk you through the process. Hey, this is what I'm confident of is God wants to do more. You know what my greatest concern is? Is you don't get yourself ready for the more. And then you're wondering, why doesn't it happen? Why is God not showing up? Let me ask you a question. What have you done to prepare yourself for Him to show up? If you're expecting God to do greater things, then you've got to create the capacity for that. In other words, you've got to be intentional. Could it be that your relationship with God has become boring and stale because you are no longer exerting the effort? You're not pressing into. You're not making room for. See what I know. And if you're going to grow in your relationship with Christ, if you're going to grow in your marriage relationship, if you're going to become a better father or a better mother, or if you're going to become better in your financial planning, if you're going to become better in any area of your life, this is what I know. It requires work. It requires intentionality. It requires getting a plan and working the plan. Notice Paul's not content with where he's at. Think about, this is the Apostle Paul. Written books of the Bible. He's experienced God doing all of these great things in his life and through his life. Yet he's not content. He says, I'm pressing into. I'm pressing forward. I would encourage you to the same. As we come to this new year, I would encourage you, get a plan. Work a plan. Listen, your, des- your destiny is not determined by desire, but by intentionality and right actions that position you for a greater future. So I encourage you to set a plan and work a plan. Press on and press into what God has for you. If you want to see God do bigger things in your life, then prepare yourselves for the bigger by enlarging the capacity in your life through growth. Get yourself ready for it. And I believe it's all about having a plan and and working the plan, preparing ourselves. So as I conclude this morning, this is what I know today. God has more for you and more that He wants to do in your life, more that He wants to do in the life of every Christ follower. And for me, the question is, is, is this, will we position ourselves to live in the more that God has for us? Listen, coming in this new year, if it's going to be more than just turning the calendar, like from 2021 to 2022, and it's going to require it's going to require you but to move beyond your past and to set a plan for the greater future, to work that plan. So I, I hope you'll choose a fresh start that opens your life to an amazing year. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.